0: My guest today is Mr. Eric Karen. Eric has an awesome background. we uh, were just talking briefly before I hit the record button. Eric's been on OAN. He's been on a lot of the top-tier podcasts and video shows. I know you do your own. Um, You're a retired U.S. diplomat, U.S. special agent. You've got a lot of experience dealing with the Middle East terrorism. Uh, You are an adjunct, uh, adjunct professor at the Massachusetts Maritime Academy on Cape Cod. So you are a among other things, you are a busy gentleman. Thank you for being here.
1: Hey Jeff, what an honor to be on with you and I look forward to this uh important conversation. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, you're very welcome. You know, Eric, there are so many things we could talk about. We could have a three day three day seminar and and uh and not run out of content and still need another three yeah. months the way things are going. Yes, yeah. uh, yeah, sir so i want to really dig in with you i want to talk about um first of all if you would just give your intro talk about your book um and then we'll go into what the current events are and talk about the biden administration in particular if you would like to do that
1: sure 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 so uh, you know i served for the uh with the u.s government for 25 years um both domestically as well as internationally um my expertise is in transnational crime That's everything from human trafficking to child porn, I'll call it baby porn, to uh, counterfeiting of U.S. goods to the uh, WMD programs of Iran, Russia, and China, trying to uh, prevent them from gathering up u.s technology and and uh, dual use technology as well as military technology for their programs they would come here and they still do every day uh to america to steal our not just our you know intellectual property but our our military technology as well for their programs and i was involved in many covert operations trying to stem the flow of u.s military technology to those nations um and you know i did uh, money laundering as, as as well um you know and so yeah I was very blessed with a diverse uh experience uh criminal experience uh i've did i did protection assignments with the secret service and uh you name it air marshals cross trained with you, them
0: you, um you have so. an, you have an amazing amazing past and people need to uh people need to check out your website and check out your book. You want to just mention yep. your book here before we get going?
1: Yeah, man. Switched on uh, life is the website. Switched on life is the website, and I think it's uh, it's important these days that we all get switched on and we can talk about what that means and 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 how I learned to be switched on. But switched on life is the uh, is the website and the book is switched on the heart and mind of a special agent. Uh, it's on my website as well as on Amazon. And it's a glimpse behind the badge jeff and 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 uh, it's dedicated to all men and women of law enforcement and my marine corps father and my twin brother um and you know the the law enforcement officers today they don't get the respect and and and, and the love of, if you will from uh our politicians and, and 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 a lot of americans today and and so i gave a glimpse behind the badge the good and the not so good of, of, of what I did.
0: Well, I'm looking forward to picking your brain. I have some questions for you in regards to that and law enforcement, but I would say, first of all, that I think we could probably uh, boil this all down to one thing. And that is our opposition is godless. And when I see what you have on your, on your sheet here saying that you've helped put away more than a dozen child pornographers, I mean, that's, that in itself is doing God's work. And we need more people like you, sir, um thank you. Thank
1: you. Yeah, well, you know, um I, I've written many articles on my website. If you go to the website switched on life and you see the Karen Chronicles, uh go to that that button, hit the Karen Chronicles. And you know, I, I wrote an article about uh, Operation Russian Roulette and and that's the title of it. And and you know, our politicians, i.e. Joe Biden and our liberal politicians, you know, they want to paint us, as America, America, I should say, as a racist, uh, you know, a society, and we're not. And they want to, uh, they want us to believe that a fatherless society, a godless society, a borderless society is good for us. And we see what's happening to our cities and our states, our country, and, and just in the last year. And it's it's horrendous what's happening, Jeff. Um, And so Operation Russian Roulette has been successful for the Democratic Party. And because we've seen what's happening, the numbers, the staggering numbers of homicides across America. Um, Mm -hmm. We're a great nation. We're the most giving nation in the world. Um, And, you know, at, at, at the Statue of Liberty, it says the base of the Statue of Liberty, it says, give us. You're tired, you're poor, you're huddled masses yearning to breathe free. It does not say give us your international criminals or your terrorists. It does not say give us your contraband, i.e. drugs and yes. and counterfeits. And and this president and this president, under his Department of Homeland Insecurity, is facilitating, is actually facilitating the importation of criminals. And the importation of terrorists. And that's why I'm saying this president needs to be impeached.
0: Yes, he does.
1: Right away, my friend. And, you know, treason, bribery and other high crimes and misdemeanor misdemeanors. And, you know, under misdemeanors, it says under the law, public wrongs and minor transgression, transgressions, transgressions. Yeah, I think I think he's done some more than just minor transgressions. I
0: think he's got it covered. Um, You know, I'm working on a documentary right now called High Treason, and it's actually going to be a docu series. I'd love to have you on be part of that. So maybe think about that a little bit. Yes, sir. You know, so you said so many things, and we could unpack that and talk about it all day. No, no, you're 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 great. Uh, So one of them I want to talk about though. You you mentioned uh, uh, the attack on fathers and I would even take it further and say masculinity any any trait whatsoever that has anything to do with paternalism all under attack and I tell I, I bring this up only to tell my younger viewers listen to me now back when I was a kid in you know rural Wisconsin in high school we used to bring our guns into school to talk about hunting or talk about whatever we'd present we had pick up trucks in the parking lot with gun racks in them we never had any violence other than fist fights and mm-hmm. to me that that's first of all kids today cannot believe that uh, secondly you know it, it speaks to the erosion of the family and uh, the father in particular and I think that uh, the left is also responsible for that this is where that had come from for years starting with yeah. the starting with the 1960s and the radical feminism going beyond being equal and really getting revenge is what it's turned into. But um, So you mentioned a lot of things. You wanted to talk about the drug problem and the border. I know uh, you had mentioned on another show that since the early 1990s, we've now lost over a million Americans to overdoses from the drugs that, in today's world, this – I don't call them president. I call them the resident and thief. So he is the, yep. he is the guy you can put this responsibility uh directly at his feet and on the feet of people like him who do not understand that we're a sovereign nation and borders are there to help them fulfill their first duty which is to defend us as Americans. Yes sir. And instead I wanted to get just your comment on this. I don't know if you saw it but yesterday uh now you know Homeland Security is is saying that not only are Americans who believe in the Constitution and who understand what their rights are. Not only are they domestic terrorists, but now even people like me who are on the Internet and talking about truth and talking about what's really happening behind the scenes, well, now we've also been labeled as par- as terrorists, which means, sir, that you and I could be in trouble. I think that's the, the precursor for coming after us. What do you think about that?
1: Wow. Um yes, yes and yes. Um so listen, I served overseas uh in the Middle East for three plus years as the attache in Dubai for the Department of Homeland Security. I work closely with the UAE government, uh the Omani government and other governments throughout the Middle East. Um, you know, living there, um, you know, <sighs> this sounds what you what you're saying about the department of homeland security coming out with this 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 document calling people who basically disagree with their philosophy relating to security or covid-19 you know we're bad guys well that's yeah. th- those those of, those types of statements of those you hear in foreign nations like in russia like in Syria in Iran you don't you're not supposed to hear that here in America we have the bill of rights the constitution we have our freedoms we know that what what they what it says and 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 so yes it's very concerning that you know you have adults lawyers making these public statements uh, very concerning um the other thing that I think is important to mention Jeff is that you know, Americans, we seem to have a short term memory. And, you know, what did we hear after 9 11, Jeff? <laughs> All we heard after 9 11 was never forget. Right. Never forget. And we've forgotten that the number one role of our president, who's the chief executive officer of our nation, who's supposed to keep us safe, and we learned that lesson the hard way. Over 3,000 Americans died. And, Tens of thousands injured that day. We learned that his role is to keep our butts safe, right? From domestic and foreign bad guys.
0: I'll say I'll, right, you know, yeah. I'll say right, right here now travel that
1: travel and business is all good, but you know what? You cannot. You we cannot have a nation if we allow terrorists to harm us. And this president. Is actually importing bad guys look at I mean look at not not only look at the border Jeff let's just look at Afghanistan he actually brought he actually imported over 75,000 Afghan refugees quote-unquote and we don't know a good percentage who we don't know who these people are we really don't I was involved in in visa security programs and, and overseas and domestically uh, the vetting process uh, is slow and methodical, um, and we we allow these people into our nation. And some of these people have already hurt Americans.
0: Oh, for sure. And
1: already have been charged with crimes. Uh, and so Joe Joe Biden, you know, is, is actually hurting Americans, killing Americans. Yes, he is. Every day. And that's not hyperbole.
0: No, it's I, not. I,
1: I I I I hate all you have to do is pick up the newspaper. I travel the country as you do, um, from New York to L.A., and you see it every day. It has to stop, and Americans need to get switched on.
0: Let me let me uh, let me just unpack a little thing, a little bit in there. Now I told you that I was working on this documentary, High Treason. You want to know the truth of it? I I have three pages of events and topics that I could cover. All that I consider to be treasonous and there's many mm-hmm. more probably than that but I think that mm-hmm. the the announcement yesterday that they're going after uh, people like me and you that just speak a different belief a different worldview um, you know they're not they're not hiding anything we have the January 6 political prisoners we have you know you mentioned never forget in 9-11 we have a vice president who compared January 6, which I believe was uh, set up was the the American Reichstag fire. Um, I believe that, uh, you know, we'll find that the reason why we're not getting 14,000 hours of videos because uh, there are people complicit in this and this was a planned event and then he, he look at uh, Afghanistan in particular and the shameful withdrawal and that it made absolutely no sense whatsoever to leave people there before taking the military out and not, you know, not taking those people out. But we all saw the people falling to their deaths. Uh, terrible, a terrible day yep. for America, for sure. Yep. Um, so we left $85 billion worth of equipment. Supposedly there was more left there by UN uh, forces. Yep. And yep. so so we have, you know, our our, our president, he, our resident in Thief, he talks about uh, Americans being terrorists, yet he's the man who, is insisting on you know uh, suffocating our children he's the man who is uh, requiring a, a an experimental gene modification device being jabbed into our arms he's the guy with an open border with people with tuberculosis and covid coming across and then there's those terrorists and then there's those violent offenders and then there's those gang members then there's child trafficking then there's drugs yep. and yet we're the terrorists i i you know i i why is it that there's even 1% of our population that can't seem to see with their own eyes. And, you know, is this, is this really how far we've fallen in our education system? And is this really where we're at? Or is this uh, being orchestrated and we're, we're being fed this on the larger, uh, the, the media to, to make us believe that this is really what's, what the truth is?
1: Wow. Yeah. Um, you know, I, you know, I actually write about this in my book, uh, Switched on the Heart and Mind of a Special Agent. And I, I document a single case that I'd led um, and involved the uh, mass arrests of 361 illegal aliens at a defense contractor in Massachusetts happened to be my hometown and criminal arrest as well, the owner and some of his executives. I documented the fact and we, we, it was a covert operation. We had an undercover special agent who was knowingly employed by the owner. And I went to the US attorney during the course of the investigation, Jeff, and I said, you know what? We're gonna be politically correct. We're gonna arrest everyone and um and i said you know we're going to arrest the illegal aliens and we're going to arrest the owner and some of his executives and we're going to arrest the document vendor across the street that he sends his people to get fake documents for um to 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 just make it look like a charade in case you know any auditors came in and so that's exactly what we did we arrested everybody that night on bill o'reilly I'm watching Bill O'Reilly. I walked in the door. Now this is a this has been about a, over a year investigation, and I looked at the TV and I'm like, we're losing the narrative, because what happened is exactly what you said, and I showed in my book because I and I you know I I documented it and I researched because I could not understand what the hell was going on. I said I thought this was a quote unquote wicked as we say in Massachusetts wicked good raid well it turned out to be a wicked bad raid in the eyes of politicians and the media and the Massachusetts immigration uh, advocacy group and what I showed was and clearly showed documented this was how the New York Times the Washington Post and other newspapers and and media outlets conspired They conspired with Deval Patrick at the time, the governor, Senator Kennedy at the time, Senator Kerry, and, 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 and the Massachusetts Immigration Advocacy Group. All three groups conspired to write the same narrative. It was a collusion that I showed how they all colluded to demonize me and the men and women of law enforcement to make me look like we were Nazis—that right. we tore babies away from mothers' breasts—and
0: they're doing and babies. The, they're doing the same thing today, Eric, Right?
1: Exactly. And, and so I—I y- I say that I say I—I I tell you this only because you're right. The media has a huge role to play in. what's happening in america today because they're in concert with many of these politicians they're in their pockets
0: yeah this is about power i think that most americans are probably with us uh, at least to a large extent and i you know you talk about law enforcement i'm going to give you my question that i said i was going to do at the top of the hour and that is this that I have to be honest. You know, I I fly the flag. I have the, the the blue line flag. I support law enforcement in in every way. The only question I have that seems to be uncomfortable for people to answer is, why are there some police who follow orders and who are on you know, the FBI breaking down doors in, for mothers because they say the wrong thing in a school board meeting? Um, mm-hmm. What does it take to to get to those law enforcement officers and make them stand up for the Constitution?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's a good question. It's a great question. Two things. Um, yeah. The Chief of Police reports to the mayor in many of these cities and towns, right, across right. America. I see, even here locally, that the mayor is controlling the narrative and controlling what to enforce, what laws to enforce and what laws not to enforce. And the police chief has to stand up and say yes or no. And and I think you're, you've seen this in the last year that you you've actually seen police chiefs retire and resign in Buffalo and, 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 yeah. and other parts of, of the U S and say, I'm not doing this. I'm not, enforcing this law for political reasons. And so it does, it does take a chief of police and officers to stand up and say, no, we're not going to do this for these legitimate legal reasons. Um, and, and I, what concerns me is this, Jeff, I write an article on my website, switched on, uh, switched on life called take off the uniform take off the uniform i'll never forget it i was watching tv one night a few years ago and i heard the protesters blmers and antifa members yelling at police officers and he, they were yelling take off the uniform and so my my story reads take off the uniform who fills the void right <laughs> you have liberal mirrors. you have liberal mirrors um glorifying blm and demonizing the police i mean hello and who do they want to fill the void they want the police the good men and women of law enforcement yes take off the uniform and guess who's going to wear the uniform
0: right yeah they're gonna they're gonna and
1: yeah blm right blm members and 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 I, i've seen it again jeff i i i travel the country and i read a lot and i'm seeing it today where mayors and police chiefs are are slowly making that slow you know left turn to to reimagining policing in america and reimagining policing in america is what social you know social Some,
0: justice something that happened and many many times over, over history and um, you know we've we've gone we've gone to fascism and and it's not us that are fascists yep. it's not us that insist yep. on injections it's not us that insist on yep. saying things a certain way it's not us who uh, require you to hire somebody who's not qualified but they look a certain way um, you know it's It's not us that opens the borders wide to dangerous people. And this is what really fries me about uh, this administration and the the left in general. All we want to do on the right, and this is the thing, they say fascism is a product of the right. Well, the right is, we're the group of people that want the smallest government possible. Or fascism is just the opposite. So fascism is really a product of the left. And all yes. we want, and, I, and I, I say this to myself 100 times a week, why the hell don't they just leave us alone, let, our lives in, let us live our lives in peace and work at being good, productive, happy citizens? <laughs> you know? Yes, sir. And it's, it's all the about-
1: welfare. I may say, Jeff, Jeff, and you're touching on this, the welfare of, of us, of humanity has always been the alibi for tyrants.
0: Yes. That's right. Yeah.
1: And so we have to understand that. We have to understand the game. This game, this Russian roulette game that we're playing that I talked about earlier. It's a deadly game of Russian operation Russian roulette. Yes. And these politicians, these politicians are actually actually putting the weapon to our heads and asking us to spin the cylinder.
0: Yeah. And literally, quite literally, it's not us that are being violent. You know, they spent a whole summer making excuses for people that are violent. It wasn't us that that burned down the city blocks or, or held the city blocks and called it our own nation or any kind of ridiculous stuff like that. It wasn't, it wasn't us that drove through a Christmas parade. It wasn't us that opened fire in New York. Uh, Yes you know and
1: it goes on and on and uh, and and so policing if i may say this jeff uh, it, it, policing is is turning into very much like our public schools in america
0: well that's and good. i thought
1: about this today actually i thought about this today what do i mean by that you know we know the 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 status the the quality of our education at our public at our public schools in america it's not very good but those who can afford private education you send your kids to private education these days mm-hmm. because you don't want to send your kids to the public education because we know that the public education system in america is not very good for various reasons we could go on about that yeah and the and the same thing is happening in policing. And and so the rich and those who can afford security buy security. Look at West Palm Beach. They have their entire, and sections of Palm Beach County in Florida, they have their own police department. They have their own medics um, and, and canine units. So those of us who can afford security, you buy it. And those of us who can't, Afford security, you live with insecurity, like in Chicago, like in Baltimore, like in Newark, New Jersey, where I worked, like in Boston, where I worked, like in Chicago and and countless other cities.
0: Yeah, all blue, by the way. Happening in America. Yeah. So I know I realize we've gone over our time. I appreciate you doing that with me, but. I wanted to get to your your comment on impeachment and and let you talk about that and why you think um, we should be impeaching impeaching uh, President Biden or Resident Biden.
1: Well, I mean, there we we have we have of of course we have the domestic, if you will, I'll call it the domestic um, issue at hand, meaning crime is out of control. 16 of our major cities in America highest you know homicide rates to date that, to, to date i mean cook county illinois cook county which is chicago's part of it over 1000 people have dead last year 1000 <laughs> so we have the domestic if you will problem with crime and and, and joe biden opening the border so we have domestic issues at hand. We have the border. We have domestic crimes and gang bangers and BLMers and, what, you know, mm-hmm. all the other groups out there. And then we have the international issue um, um, with Chinagate. We're not even speaking about Chinagate. Right. Joe, right. Joe Biden, you know, he, yes, it's, it's, it's unfortunate. He somehow got elected. You know, you know, people, you know, I I, I was shocked and I, along with everybody else and probably Sleepy Joe was shocked, too. It's like, how do we do it? Guess what? Congratulations, Democratic Party, the DNC, because they 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 basically, as we know, they kept him in the basement. They controlled him. They controlled the message very well Um. But there was a lot of smoke there during the campaign. Well, I saw it.
0: when You saw it. When he, you know, he, even Joe has moments of lucidity. And the last episode I showed a, uh, a clip of him saying that they, you know, thank you. Thank you. You're owed to thank you. We put together the largest uh, election fraud in history. You yes. know? <laughs> yes. I'm like, I've wow, he's that. telling the truth for one. once. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I've heard that. I've heard that. But so we have China Gate. We know that his family, you know, has made millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. Um. And, and, you know, if he, if, again, if he's vice president. You know, you're, not, you're not supposed to be, you know, moonlighting as the vice president. Right. I know I couldn't as a special agent working for the <laughs> government. So outside employment for special agents, that means FBI, that means Secret Service atf and dea and homeland security investigations you could not work outside your your nine to five job without getting authorization and with a top secret clearance your bank accounts are reviewed every five years and 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 joe biden was moonlighting and making hundreds of millions of dollars and i'm sure he never reported it
0: well he probably proclaimed it you know he was talking about uh Getting the getting the the person in the Ukraine that was investigating Barisma fired, right? And um, yep. talking about the bribe, talking about the money he was withholding from them, basically. So yeah, yeah. you know, America America's is in dire straits, and people need to people need to it wake is. up, I think. And we got to keep. May
1: say, Jeff? May I say, may I just say this? I have faith in the American people. I, I know we we all have to get switched on. And. And in real simply what the, what does that mean? I learned the simple core principles and I want people to understand them and, and I can't go into it in, in a deep dive here, but. My Marine Corps father shared with me the, the, these core principles that, you know, I talk about in my book, strengthen the mind, ladies and gentlemen, through through education. It's a ticket to life's party. Without it, you're not getting in. Strengthen the soul through faith. You're gonna need it. Faith is like wind. You you can't you can't see it, but you feel it. And you're gonna need it when your mother, father, brother, sister dies. Yeah. You're gonna need yeah. and the other thing is the body, my friend. Strengthen the body through C sleep, eat, and exercise every day. Sleep, eat, and exercise. I mean, those are the core principles I live by every day. I know that the world, the country is a mess right now, but as individuals, as a family, we have to get switched on. And those are the core principles that I live by every day, because if I did not live by those core principles, I'd be dead today, Jeff.
0: Yeah. there's. I just happened to turn on a show called The Coming Convergence. Um, out on, It's on Amazon. If you have an Amazon Prime membership, you can watch it. Um Actually, very uh, dark subject—the convergence prophecy—but also at the same time uplifting. Highly recommend it. And uh, Eric, I'd love to have you back on. We we barely touched the surface of so many things. And um,
1: I know what an honor to be on with you, sir. And, it, uh, I, I wish you all the best.
0: And and uh, it's been my pleasure. And God bless you. And hopefully we'll talk again soon. Thank you, Eric.
1: God bless and stay switched on,
0: folks. Hey Patriots, you can save up to 66% at MyPillow.com when you use the code TPR, that stands for The Patriot Review, that's TPR, or call 800-519-9927, that's 800-519-9927. I use these products myself, I can tell you they are the best quality bar none, so go ahead, use the code TPR and get up to 66% off right now.
2: Coming to you from the land of common sense and American pride. Not a unicorn or rainbow in sight. Welcome back to the Patriot Review with Jeff Wagner.
0: to have back once again Dr. Bill Warner we're talking about Islam in our series to educate people on Islam today's topic is Islam and slavery Dr. Warner welcome back good to be back so you were about to say something before I pressed the record button about I had I had just made a comment about how you know, people are uh, misinformed about slavery when it comes to America and you said you uh, you wanted to go live so we could Put the content live since we're going to talk about it anyway. So here we are.
2: Okay. (laughs) I taught for, first off, let me say this. In the 60s, I was part of the civil rights movement. Time goes on and I wound up teaching for 10 years at a historically black university. Uh Now, they were very sensitive about racism. But they knew nothing at all about the history of slavery. Interesting. Which amazed me, that they didn't know that Muhammad was a slave owner, that Muhammad was a slave trader, that he prayed while slaves were tortured, and it goes on and on. Uh They didn't know that every slave that came to North America and South America from Africa was sold by Muslims. So here's a measure of how ignorant, I'm I'm picking on blacks here just because of the subject. You would th- because they should know the most of it.
0: Victims of our educational system.
2: Right. So let me ask you a question. You knew Cassius Clay was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was the birth name of a man who called himself later Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Uh huh. Now, you would think Cassius Clay was an abolitionist, that is, he struggled to get rid of slavery. And yet here we have Cassius Clay changing his name to Muhammad Ali. Now, we know from the doctrine of Islam that both Muhammad and Ali were slave owners. They sold them, they gave them away as gifts. The point I'm making here is, you would think that black students at a black university would know the truth about the origins of slavery. Seems reasonable. Yeah, definitely. They didn't. They didn't know squat. Well, that's
0: that's also, you know, I don't know what he if it's still true today, but uh, isn't uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar also? Yes. Muslim yes so there's many examples of that and you had made a comment up front i want to make sure people i want to underline it underscore it and that was that all slaves uh in the slave trade and i want to understand this correct so all slaves in the slave trade from africa were sold by muslims every single
2: one of them every single one of them now some people seem to think that the evil white sailors sailed up to the coast of Africa, got off the boats yeah. and captured a bunch of slaves and brought them back.
0: Right. That's, so what that's, you, a,
2: cra- that's a crazy idea.
0: That, that's what was depicted in Roots. I remember watching as a kid as they were chased through the fields and everything else, and it was all dramatic, you know, um, and our educational system does nothing to, to even address what you're talking about.
2: No. But it doesn't make any sense that the sailors would do it. Do you know what sailors do? They sail ships. Right. Do you know what truck drivers do? They drive trucks. Right. So a truck driver does not make a bunch of stuff, put it in his truck and haul it to somewhere and sell it.
0: My understanding, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but they were also very concerned about uh, disease and didn't want to depart their ships too far into the in, into the
2: land. Right. Just as the diseases that the white man carried were the worst news for the Indians, the diseases that Africans carried were were death to a lot of white men.
0: Uh-huh.
2: So these slaves had to be captured and they were captured by the process of jihad. There's a wonderful book written by, uh, let's see, Dr. Livingston I presume who was the guy who wrote that. Anyway, Livingston spent a lot of time in the heart of Africa, and he asked the slave traders why they sold slaves and captured them. And they said two reasons, for the money and they will become Muslims. Now it's taken that a long time, but Dawa is the Arabic word which means basically spreading the gospel. Uh-huh. trying to convert people to islam they tell black americans that islam is the religion of the black man and that christianity is the religion of the white man i had a one time a man who was a what do you call it in a prison a chaplain prison uh huh and he said, so many black Americans are becoming converted to Islam. I says, well, you can stop that in a heartbeat. He says, what do you mean? I says, blacks are very sensitive to the subject of slavery. So teach them about Muhammad, the slave owner. Teach them about Muhammad, the man who prayed while slaves were tortured in order to get information. He says, I can't do that. I says, well then you can't destroy Islam because you need to attack Islam with what is precious to Islam. And what is precious is their ability to enslave others. So that's some of the things about slavery that everyone needs to know about. And yet we can see that professionals, I would call a a chaplain in a prison a professional, don't want to have anything to do with it. Why is that? Watch everything that we have to do with Islam. I, I'm not going to answer the question for you. Well, it's like walking on glass.
0: Out. For some reason, it's like walking on glass. You have to be afraid to say anything.
2: Right. So.
0: And I think that's because uh, people, people understand that it's dangerous to do so uh, in the world that we've set up for ourselves here.
2: Let me talk to you about danger. I have about as high a profile as you can have in the United States in dealing with the subject of Islam. And I've been doing it for 20 years. Now, I'm very particular in the way I address this Mm
3: -hmm.
2: in that I address it only to the doctrine of Islam. For instance, I say that Muhammad married Aisha when she was nine years old, I don't go any further. All I talk about are the actual words and the actual doctrine of Islam. I never denigrate Muslims, I never denigrate Muhammad, I never criticize them. Prince I do not criticize Muhammad for marrying Aisha at age nine. I just say it's what happened.
0: Yeah. Well, you talk about it more as a political system and that's that's the whole, that's your whole, um, you made it very clear that that's how you're talking about it the first time I talked to you. Uh, so where can people go to validate what you said about uh, Islam being responsible for selling all the slaves?
2: Well, I hate to tune on the horn, but I wrote a book called The Islamic Doctrine of Slavery. In doing so, I found out some very interesting things. There are, I think, 46 words in the Arabic language for some aspect of slave. Now, I don't know if there's true or not, but we've all heard this, is that Eskimos, and I think that word is now politically correct, so I don't know what else to use. But I think that's supposed to be another word that we're not supposed to utter. Probably. How many of those are there? Too
0: many. Way too many. (laughs) Can't speak the truth anymore.
2: Without being real careful about it. Well sometimes not even that get you that. But anyway, out of all the talking that I've done, I have never once been threatened. I'm addressing the fear factor. Yes, yeah. I've never once been threatened. So I had a Coptic Christian tell me, he said, you're safe for several reasons. Number one, you're too high a profile. It'd be a lot of trouble if they if they assassinated you. It's just not worth the trouble. And the other is you never insult. You just say what you believe. And he says there's only one thing that a Muslim respects from a Kafir and that is a lack of fear, a strength, so it says you present yourself in a strong manner, and so that's something that they not enjoy but respect, so they said you're in no trouble at all. And it's been true, I've never had anybody threaten my health or I'm going to kill you or anything like that. Well, that's great. I'm saying this because I want people to talk about this subject more, Yeah. and then I'm going to talk about it if they're terrified.
0: Yeah, the other thing we have to get over is the, the political correctness. Facts don't change just because you want to be politically correct. And uh, they they attempt to do that because they want to, to push our country in a completely different direction. And we've talked about that a little bit. Um, so t- let's talk about today. What's the situation today as far as slavery is concerned in Islam?
2: Well, the doctrine is still there. Now, some... People will say, well, look, Muhammad was born into a world in which there was slavery. That is true, exactly true. Right. But they do not understand the concept of sunnah, S-U-N-N-A. Sunnah is the perfect pattern of life. Sunnah is, you, if you live your life according to the sunnah, that is, if you imitate Muhammad in everything you do, you'll go to paradise. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you get your 72 virgins. And right. That stuff, yeah. Which is not true, by the way. But anyway, it's a very weak Hadith. But the point is, is that, where was I going with that?
0: We were talking about slavery, uh, slavery today in Islam. Ah,
2: it's still going on in Africa today. Slavery is still practiced. It was 1964 when the land, when the slave market was finally closed in Mecca, not that long ago. No. And what was the highest priced slave on the market? These records go back for thousands of years. The highest priced slave has always been a white woman. Interesting. Think about that.
0: Well, it's, all, it's also, you know, been going, been happening really uh, with some of the ladies that have decided to convert and go overseas, you know, after the start of the uh, the first Iraq war, it seems like it's, it's increased when tensions have been highest. These girls go over there with this delusion and they end up being severely abused. Raped and so on, uh, which to me is a form of slavery.
2: Well, part of the reason that these girls do this is they don't hear the truth about Islam. Yeah. I criticize both the, the churches and the Jews for not telling the truth about Islam. And so there's a saying in Islam which turns out to be practically true silence is consent. Yes. So, since our religious leaders, our chaplains in prison, nowhere else will tell the truth about Islam, then the average person is open to whatever lie Islam wants to tell them, and they don't have anything to oppose it with.
0: Yeah. So, so there's there's still slavery going on. I've heard some numbers. Anders Owens had brought a number up of about 700,000. I don't know if you've heard that number, or what you, what do you think the actual number is?
2: I do not know, uh,
0: also the uh, January six prisoners, which I believe are political prisoners, but uh, I was told and there have been reports that they are not allowed to have Bibles, but they are given Islamic material. Have
2: you heard that? I have not heard it, but I would absolutely believe it. <clears throat> Our culture is filled with a, with a self-loathing of its own culture.
0: Yes, for sure.
2: Yeah, I mean, and we need to recognize what people have done. You don't have to be a Christian to appreciate the fact that it was Christians who basically invented hospitals, universities, uh, choral—not mu- just choral music, but oh, what do you call music when you have chords? So that Christians have done a great deal of good. I'm not talking about joining it as a church, going to heaven and avoiding hell. I'm just saying that the civilization, at one time to say Western civilization was to say Christian civilization. Right. So, we don't have to like it, but we do need to recognize it and to see that something has come of it. <clears throat> and we need to see that Islam has, has been in the slave business ever since the day of Muhammad and before that. But even though it was done before that, the Sunnah of Muhammad means if he practiced something that was done before him, it is now Sunnah. So we need to see where the fact that we can't give the excuse, well, Muhammad was born into a civilization that had slaves, and so therefore he he was just it was just a cultural thing. No, he made it perfect and he made it permanent. Because the Sunnah is the Sunnah is eternal. Right. So we need to understand that.
0: So my question would be to the to the left, the far left, is why do you want to tear down statues of General Robert E. Lee and then look at Muhammad in the context of his time? Why wouldn't that apply to both men? Right? I mean, <laughs> yes. Getting a little bit off topic today on on this, but. Robert E. Lee, as with many people during that time, were loyal more to their states because the state held more sway and its state was uh, where they considered their loyalty to first even before country. People this is know, true. People don't know that either. but So we have this issue and we have your book as an example uh, and your website, I just want to put this up again. Oh, there we go. Uh, Politicalislam.com you can check this out folks and there is a bookstore right on the website here as you can see so you can head out in there and there's a lot of information here again that's politicalislam.com I encourage you to go there and uh, check out the books and stuff so are there any other uh, recommended readings other than your own uh, or others that you have? talked about in the past that you'd recommend as it deals with this topic in particular?
2: To my knowledge, I'm the only person who's ever wrote a book on Islam and slavery. Really? That says a lot, too, doesn't it? Yes, it does. (laughs) Yes, it does. Oh, by the way, back to my thing when I got sidebarred about Eskimos is I got sidebarred again. I do that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, but I've got any excuse. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I counted up the number of words in Arabic that's that stand for slavery. Uh And there was 46 of them. 46 words in the Arabic language to describe slaves. It describes them down to nuances. A female child, a slave who escapes has a special name. A woman who escapes has a special name. So All these different kinds of words mean that slavery was very important. If you have a language in which you have a word that separates an adult slave who's escaped from a child who's escaped as a slave, Uh then that says there's a lot of slavery going on. You don't have a lot of words for a subject in a language if you don't ever use them.
0: So let me ask you this, those words that are used as descriptive terms to individuals that have escaped or not escaped, is that tied to consequences? And these these people with this label suffer these consequences for their actions. It
2: varies, it varies. But the man who escapes his master cannot go to heaven. So you're trapped.
0: Uh And that's there, of course, just to discourage people from doing that, right?
2: Oh, by the way, Muhammad had white slaves, black slaves, uh, male slaves, female slaves, eunuch slaves. He had all kinds of slaves. He you, wholesaled them, yeah, retailed you gave, them.
0: You gave me a number. The Was it 1 million or 10 million slaves during the crusade periods or during that, the, the uh, the, the wars and the battles that uh, happened long ago.
2: 548 battles that I documented.
0: Yeah, right. And I've got
2: more of them, but I didn't do any more on the project.
0: What? Uh, what was the number you gave me as far as slaves from that?
2: We know. I use the. Here's how I use the quantity of slaves that are being sold. Every slave sold was a victim of jihad. There were 100 there were 12 million slaves sold by the Muslims on the west coast of Africa. Wow. It takes roughly 10 slaves, 10 people captured to deliver one slave to the American market. So if they sold 12 million slaves this means roughly 120 million Africans were killed in order to get these slaves right this is a big number
0: yeah yeah so I guess what I'd like to leave people with and I'll let you take make the last comment here um so this is an issue that's ongoing today we talk about it in America as if the only history of slavery is American history and we've gone beyond that but oh this issue still exists today this issue is also one where our our curriculum that's given to our grade K through 12 is very favorable to Islam not so favorable to Christianity if, if they even spend time on it at all so when parents are being active in schools this is another issue that we should get right on and we should be teaching the true history and the true current condition that we have in the world
2: today, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I agree completely. I'm a scientist. I use fact based reasoning. And for where you can use fact based reasoning, you need the facts. So I argue, and this may shock you, that we should teach Islam in our schools. Right. But we need to teach the Islam of the Quran, Islam of the Sirah, the biography of Muhammad, and the Islam of the Hadith, what he said and did. Right. And let people draw their own conclusions. Right. That's... Let them understand that Quran, vor Chapter Four, Verse Thirty Four says that you can beat your wife. <clears throat> right. Well. So we need to teach all about Islam.
0: Right. I mean, that's that's the whole that's the whole concept of education, isn't it? I mean, it's supposed to be where you go and you hear uh, all kinds of different um, content, different opinions, different views, different different historical. Um, perspectives and do your own research to form your own opinions and that is something that unfortunately today especially in our schools is uh, you know it's uh is attacked
2: they'll almost give you a written guarantee that if your child comes to our university they'll never hear a new idea or they'll never be offended by an idea yeah. when i went to school i was interested in all kinds of ideas first off i was from a very rural country side, there were two hundred people roughly in the village I grew up in. I wanted to hear new ideas right and I've never heard an idea yet it was that it made me go ah I'm gonna break down and cry here I'm so offended
0: <laughs> you, yeah that's, that's a that's a difference for sure we don't need the little safe spaces that people have these days and uh you know,
2: I wouldn't have gone to a safe space if I had
0: one.
2: No, no. Believe it or not, I'm tough enough to handle my own ideas.
0: Well, not in my day either. Things have changed quite a bit. Well, thank you very much uh, for being on again and talking about this topic. Now, we have um, several more topics to go in this series, and we'll have you back again. And hopefully uh, people are learning a lot out of this. So I would like to just invite the viewers to send in questions or, you know, make comments. Please do that. And we can certainly put them towards Dr. Warner in, in uh, future segments. So thanks again, Dr. Warner. It's been a real pleasure
2: and uh, stay healthy, stay happy. Thank you very much. You. By the way, I yeah. find this material fascinating.
0: It is fascinating. And unfortunately it's, it's, you know, well, the whole purpose we're doing this is it's not, really getting that much
2: exposure not as much as it should not remotely and this is a very old history yeah. i won't go on any further but for 1400 years we've been yeah when it comes to the subject of islam
0: right right well we'll, we'll get the information out there and we'll have you back soon we're doing this eye on islam segment we're going to keep keep doing it we're going to keep up with some interesting topics like I said so we'll see you back soon great thanks a lot you bet thanks for what you do thank you sir I appreciate that thank you for everything you've done talk soon
2: bye bye bye
0: hey Patriots it's Jeff Wagner I love my pillow products I use them I can say that they are simply the best quality that you will find anywhere And you can help us all out, all patriots, including Mike Lindell, and our mission to restore America by going to MyPillow.com today and using code TPR. That stands for the Patriot Review, so it's easy to remember. TPR. Save up to 66%. You can also order by calling 800-519-9927. Again, that's 800-519-9927. Thank you and God bless.
2: Ignore the thought police and subscribe or follow the Patriot Review. It's your patriotic
0: duty. We're back again, and we have Mr. Sosland Tiemanson back with us to give us an update on Wisconsin. Uh, Sosland, how are you? I can see you're in a hotel room, so that's a good sign.
3: Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I'm not arrested yet.
0: <laughs> so you've had Boy, a couple. I'm... You've had an eventful week this week. I know you. Uh, you have both Tuesday and uh, yesterday, Thursday, uh, you want to talk about. So uh, let's talk about Tuesday first. Let us uh, fill us in on what happened on Tuesday.
3: So what happened on Tuesday was, as an American citizen, that is for the, that I believe in the Constitution, I went to our village board meeting to sit in and see what it's really like to be participating in our democracy, so-called democracy. And so what happened was, they started talking about these uh, structures, like these infrastructure bills, like these housing projects.
0: Uh-huh. This is in uh, Village of West-
3: Westfield. Yeah, Village of Westfield. Okay. And so what ha- what happened is that they're talking about all these grants that we're getting to you. You know how, what kind of people? Illegal immigrants. And so I said, I stood up and I said, you know what, shouldn't we as a community vote on um, I don't care. Like, I'm an immigrant myself, right. but we should at least do it, um, inform the public of what's going on instead of just surprising them all at once, just like up in northern Toma, Wisconsin, where they just dropped them in the middle, in the middle of the night, and they had a big problem to deal with.
0: Right.
3: And so what happened was um, the people at the village board, or the members, sat there if I was stupid, and some of them were just, some of them chuckled and some of them laughed and and then, uh, the village president, um, I'm sure if you're from Westfield, you probably know who that is. Uh, he called me, uh, he's like, he called me a racist and he called me, I was being discriminatory and and then I was told not to come back. Uh, and then I was escorted politely
0: outside the vi- village hall. Wow, so number one, these people broke the law to get in here. Number two, they're coming up on taxpayer resources. They're They're talking about taking care of these People who are here illegally and this gentleman who's the village president resorts to calling you a racist and thinks somehow he has the power to take your voice away from you. We see a lot of these far left uh, nut jobs that are attacking American citizens like yourself. That are attacking people who understand the Constitution, who understand the law, and they themselves are really they are breaking the law, right? I mean, they're—we <laughs> don't and, know who is coming not, across the border now, do we?
3: No, we don't. You know, and it's not—and it's not just him. It was the whole—it was a whole committee of people. Wow. You know, so I just want—and we don't have one Republican on the village board. We have—it's all. I'd say it's all communists. you know, they're all Democrats. And they're
0: yeah, not even Democrats, yeah. are, they're, they're fascists.
3: Communists, communist, but yeah. yeah. And so, but what surprises me is, you know, you, I mean, you suspect, you know, you, all I was looking for was transparency. And all I right. wanted to say, hey, what as a community, if we were to take in about 2,000 people, which that's what they're giving us, that's double our population pretty much.
0: Yeah, you're, 12, you're, we... you're a village of 1,200 people, right? Yeah. So it seems so to be a- asking the question as to what re- where are we going to get these resources and how are we going to uh, interact with these people. We don't know who these people are. It seems to, to and how... me your questions are responsible. Now, those are adult questions. And obviously they can't handle adult questions because they're the typical fascists who can't who can't tolerate anybody questioning anything they say.
3: No, and also our taxes, um, right. they have no problem. Of, they have no problem of raising our taxes, which we just raised our taxes. So now um, because of, you know, and it was interesting because during that meeting, it was very interesting because of our taxes. And so and all of our taxes on our village have gone up. And so people are actually moving out and, and see, my whole thing is I live in the I live on the one of the main streets. Uh-huh. Is it me or are people not really understanding the village of Westfield? How come there's more U-Hauls coming out of Westfield than coming in? <laughs> you know, why are more people getting out? Because and I it's talked happening to Happening all a over fam- the country. Yeah, and I talked people to are a family fleeing
0: blue cities.
3: And I talked to a family in Westfield. They're moving because they're like we just can't handle the taxes anymore. You know, they're moving out of the state and they're moving out. And so I ran for I ran because I said, you know what? We're going to reduce our taxes and we're going to reduce it. And and the problem is is that and I also questioned about the roads because we have one road that's half done and half not and it was done about three years ago you know and I also asked about that I'm like well how come we can't fix our roads first you know because clearly we have one of our main roads that's like half half half-assed job done so why can't we do that why can't we fix it? and they don't like to answer questions and that's the whole thing as I realized uh, as we're going to start speaking about Thursday if they get confronted with key issues, they go resort to name calling. They resort to saying, "Oh, you're misogynist," and they just remove you. That's the yeah. whole thing. It's called censorship from your own community. Right. And what's ironic, and what's ironic is, they're not. All of them say they're like, "Oh, we're patriots and stuff. We are for democracy," but they have no problem of getting, uh, kicking people out, especially an immigrant that came to America to fight. And I emphasize that at the meeting on Tuesday. I'm like, you know what? I'm an immigrant myself. I spent, uh, I spent thousands of dollars, and I've done great for the community. I've served our country, and this is how I get treated. I'm sorry. I That ticked me off on Tuesday, and that's is what they Is that I what you said to you. Yeah.
0: What did they say?
3: They sat, oh, they, uh, they sat there and smirked at me, and then rolled their eyes, and then, um, and then I was told to be quiet the first time. It took them three times before
0: uh, to remove me. Wow. And were you, were you yelling or out of order? No you were just talking no. to them
3: yeah i was i don't yell wow so um, i don't yell
0: well number one anytime anytime uh, there's a true democracy our founding fathers would tell you that democ- democracy turns into authoritarianism which is what they're displaying these people don't even these people don't even know the constitution and i know we're going to get into that <laughs> of what happened thursday here but uh you know we're a republic and they are servants of the people they're there to serve you not the other way around and that's your, your typical far left-wing fascist you know wannabe despot who you know what I call these people are big fish in a little pond meaning they get a little bit of authority in a small little area and they think you know they have the right to push people around well you know that ain't the way it works, and I, I really suggest that you, you know, you go back. I mean, it's your right to be there. It's your right to have a voice. I don't know what authority oh, there.
3: Not, oh, I'm going back. I, that's not going to stop me. Yeah. I'm going back.
0: Yeah, I don't just know.
3: Just like I'm, just like I'm going back to the Capitol.
0: Excuse me. As long as you're, as long as you're, as long as you're not, you know, screaming and and uh, uh, you know threatening in any way i mean it's it's insanity what's going on all around the country
3: well and see and that's the whole thing is that you know with compared to antifa or blm and stuff all i went there and i spoke like i'm speaking to you so i'm like speaking in a friendly voice i'm speaking like i'm speaking with family that's going through hospice you know i was speaking with them like then the tone and i was very polite and i listened i wasn't going there ranting it out i didn't have my phone and recording them and say ah you know you're doing this and embarrassing them like they did the cinema in the bathroom no that's unprofessional and you can't get your point across if you're screaming and yelling you know right, then right. then you're giving them ammunition
0: right exactly right I mean, seems to me you're more mature than they are
3: <laughs> yeah <and> they're <laughs> twice my age huh
0: right yeah. that's just just it's so disappointing to hear to hear that uh, it's so many so many things going on around the country uh, are things that I don't think any anybody that has ever paid attention to what America is really supposed to be all about uh, can even grasp it's so foreign these are these other are people who are you know destructive to America and are the domestic terrorist if the Department of Homeland Security really wants to label somebody it's people who you know and it really would become more apparent when we talk about Thursday but it's it's these people that uh, you know that destroy the rule of law, and we saw that last summer with uh, Antifa and BLM. You know, uh, I don't know you know all this, but it's so frustrating. <clears throat> I invite any one of them to come on, and if you're watching this, you certainly are welcome to come on. I would really love to talk with you, uh, and I'd like to uh, I'd like to have you explain why this gentleman was treated the way he was and i hope that if you're listening and you're on the village board from westfield wisconsin that you take me up on that offer you can email me at red-blooded patriots at com to do that all right so let's go to thursday you uh
3: <laughs> uh oh boy you're
0: this gonna... one's this one's uh a mind blower here
3: it is so let me where do i begin so i went to the capitol i think I. 8 a.m. I went to the Capitol at 8 a.m. And I just, it just blew my mind, by the way. So I went in there and it was, I swung by a couple offices and I said, hey, you know, what's going on? There's a major committee and there was some talk about a major committee and a couple of bills are going to be spoken about in this committee. And you would never guess what committee, what the state of Wisconsin has gone to. There's this committee called bill 884, AB 884 which talks about allowing the Constitution to be taught or not to be taught in our universities and our public schools. That just absolutely blew my mind. And so what happened was, I don't know if you wanna insert like a picture of me, like actually in front of the committee or not, but you're welcome to, but I was in front of the committee and I spoke about saying, you know what? I fled communism. I, you know, We have people that die, to, that come to this country that from communist countries and from authoritarian countries, they died to come here. And what I find out to be interesting is that when they do come here, there's no patriotism. There's no, people are, you can't find the patriotic stuff like back in 9-11 or back in after World War II when people were all welcoming, you know, and they were for America. So it was interesting, I'm like, and the moment that you take the constitution out of our schools, and and this is a problem with the UW schools. And I, said, I feel bad for anyone that's in the UW schools because they knit and pick the Constitution. They only want to hear, they only want to like say, hey, this is what free speech looks like. Oh, but if you do this, then you're gonna get in trouble. You know, for instance, uh, 885 is a bill saying uh, to protect kids because now we're at this point where universities kick kids out of their schools for speaking their minds, speaking freely.
0: Yeah.
3: That's a bill that's been introduced. That's AB 885 and those two actually correlate together. Who is introducing
0: like, these?
3: um it's dave murphy uh the chairman uh and speaker voss
0: and voss is a republican
3: uh he's a rhino he's a over yeah, right. backwards rhino you know? uh-huh. uh so he they introduced this bill but it just blew my mind and so it was interesting because i did about a, i i was there about 10 minutes and like saying hey this is why i'm in support of this bill and i said we shouldn't be here talking about whether if we support it or not this should just be we, should have just re- we, should have, we shouldn't be here. We should have taught this a long time ago. Should it should be mandatory teaching. It should be, yeah. Well, and then after the committee, after I was done speaking on that bill, uh, they took questions. And you know what they resorted to? One gal, uh, her name is Studs. And if she's listening, she's like, you know what? You're better off going back to Communist Russia. You know, she's like, you're not welcome to be here. And she's a oh, Democrat automatic. She needs,
0: she needs to like, go to Communist Russia.
3: And I just blew my mind. And she like, "And why don't you come and stay after? And why don't you? Why don't we speak some words after?" I'm like, "I'm good. You have a blessed day, ma'am." That is scary. Those are those are our elected officials telling certain people, "Oh yeah, you're you have to go back because you're standing up for what is right." And then another gal, yes. uh, her Representative Hinesbeck. Now the reason why I'm mentioning it is because I it just blew my it blew me away, you know. And they are just. And if you are going to consider voting for them, you might want to rethink of it. She's like, well, I'm part of the Dane County Democratic Party, and she made a big ordeal about that. And she's like, and I think Black Lives Matter. And we were <laughs> I,
0: big fish, I, little pond.
3: Yeah, I'm like, how? I'm like, ma'am, how does that correlate to the argument we're having? Yeah, you know, exactly. And it doesn't. And then the whole thing is that they don't really ask a question. They go talk for about five or 10 minutes, and I interrupt them, I'm like, do you actually have a question or you just wanna hear yourself they speak? They think they're <laughs> so
0: well informed and they look down their nose and are condescending to people who really understand what the Constitution is all about 10 times better than they do. They come at it, this lady comes at it, I'm sure from the perspective that the Constitution is a racist document, but has no understanding whatsoever of why things like the three-fifths rule were put into it, which, it led to the one of the three First Nations on the globe to eliminate slavery the United States led by a white man by the way to do it along with France and England and this lady probably doesn't even know that no you know? And, and also it's okay. it, it's an, it's infuriating that they would treat anybody that way if you have a different opinion uh, you, <laughs> you, you should be heard given your allotted time not attacked And again, you know, it's it's and it's not only Democrats and people need to wake up. There's this thing called the Uniparty. And these people only have one objective, and that's to gain more power and or wealth. And they are clueless when it comes to how this country really has succeeded and why it is the best form of government that's ever been on this planet. They're dangerous people. They need to be removed. They need to be voted out.
3: And absolutely and not only that but they need to be charged with treason better yet Um, because because anyone that says why don't you go back to your country that sounds like oh you know what you're too patriotic why don't you just go where you belong that sounds like a that's like that sounds like what's going on with uh, Joe Biden and he's sending anyone that comes from Cuba or Russia or China they're sending them back
0: well you know what's Um, funny you know what's funny in a a, a, in a absolutely mind-boggling way that they can't grasp this concept these are the very people who say things like black lives matter while a thousand people die in chicago in one year and those black lives don't matter nor does it matter that margaret sanger the the mother of planned parenthood was an avid racist and the whole idea was to put these clinics in black neighborhoods and kill black babies and she stated it openly and these are the same people who who think of themselves as warriors for, you know, those downtrodden victims of society, yet they turn right around they're the biggest discriminatory pieces of racist crap that exist in this country. And uh, Americans are sick of it. And and as opposed to what Biden and the Biden regime says, we are the people that are peaceful. We aren't the BLM, the Antifa rioters. We aren't the ones that... uh, you know, destroy city blocks or take over city blocks for months. And we, you know, January 6th, we are We're also not stupid. We know that if you can't release 1,400 hours of, of videotape, that something's on it. We know the Capitol Police let people in, so that's the Reichstag fire. They can cram that straight up their rear end. We know that. We know that uh, this is all a, a game to gain power, and we're tired of it and we will do we will take our country back by peaceful means and uh we have to get these people out of the offices that they hold and that's there's nothing else to it we have to get them voted out
3: and absolutely and what's and what i <clears throat> and what is frustrating is that the uw has been sued seven different times uw madison's been sued seven different times because uw madison has kicked out multiple people for speaking freely using their First Amendment, which is fr- a freedom of speech. And so not a lot of people knew that that UW Madison has been sued seven different times because they uh, censored and kicked people off the campus or the students that are just maybe they're on scholarship or, you know, this whole freedom of speech. And you know, when it comes to Bill 885, AB 885, pardon me, that's what protects the college kids. And I'd say, you know, what, this kind of correlates with the freedom of speech, you're all, I mean, that's the problem is that you're here for you're all the freedom of speech goes like the way you want it to, but until somebody else thinks freely, like we do in America, then you counter, and the, then you just ridicule them and just demean them and demonetize them. Oh, and then, oh, we got to get rid of freedom of speech because it doesn't correlate with our agenda. See, that's the problem. And that's not how founding fathers didn't correlate that. No, our found, no. they said, I, I don't care what party you are. The founding fathers covered it across all the spectrum said, okay, it doesn't matter. This got to protect for the people not just for the one particular party and then yeah. or another it's for the broad and yeah. another thing that another thing that's interesting is that you know with um, back in 2008 or and back in when ben shapiro at uw milwaukee and stuff they when ben shapiro went to uh, uw milwaukee they made it so hard for the uh, conservative republicans in milwaukee to make it to have him being on campus they made it so hard that they had to let stuff they had to like Say no more. We can't have people come in, and so they had thousands of people, thousands of students outside the the event. While for Obama, they allowed the uh, gave him the uh, coal Center and they laid the red carpets for him, and he didn't have to pay. The UW our taxpayers did. You know, see that's a that's a double hypocrisy that we are seeing, and that right. needs to be held accountable. And that's all I did. And and I finished with my last thought. You know, at the committee meeting, I said, you know what? We gotta get, get rid of hello Wisconsin, and we got put up a sign: Hello, welcome to Russia 2.0 communism, and that ended there. And that, that ticked a lot of people off. I think that's what broke the camel's back.
0: <laughs> well, it's accurate, isn't it? Yeah, they don't like it isn't when you it? they don't like it when you when you expose the truth, and you know they can't tolerate that. They can't. Uh, no. Yeah. And then and then further yet, and then
3: so Stubbs, she I was looking at her because you know I do eye contact. And then she kind of raised her hand and she kind of raised her hand and I'm like uh, Stubbs, clearly you have a question. I, what's your question? She's like, well, who are you to ask who, if I have a question or not? She's like, you don't have the right to ask a black woman if she has a question or not. You know, that's not up to you. We ask you questions. She's like, do you understand that? And I'm like, wow, I would hate to be your kid, but no, I'm not. I cl- Clearly you raised your hand. And Murphy's like, you didn't need to you didn't need to act like that. And they were completely surprised. Murphy, Alex Dahlman, they were completely surprised after the whole committee of how the Democrats really are just really treated them like garbage or treated all the speakers like garbage that stood up for the Constitution. Who was surprised? Oh, uh, Alex Dahlman. Uh, okay, so these are the representatives. So it was Alex so, Dahlman.
0: So, so some of the Republican, did any of the, Democrat, did, did any of the Democrats stand up? Were they, any of them disgusted or were they all... Of the same mindset
3: oh they're all the same mindset Uh, all and I got some nasty looks from the Democrats and it's funny because when you are in the committee and stuff they like have half of the committee table of like Democrats and half of them Republicans Republicans were on the closest to the wall like where the big TV was and the Democrats were closest to I think the other side and it's interesting because you look at it the Republicans don't have the face masks and the Democrats do and so you kind of see them like taking the sips and stuff. I'm like, well, it's completely bonkers. And um, it was interesting because one of the lawyers that actually spoke uh, and said, hey, this is, we defended these kids. You know what kind of questions they asked him? How did you get here? Who paid for your flight? You know, and who paid for you to stay in the hotel room? What kind of questions are those? That's how I want to know. Why on earth would you ask those kind of Who paid for your flight? Well, what do you think Santa did or what?
0: Because they're, you know. big, oh, you know the reason for that. They're, are... Yeah, they're they're trying to find ammo that they can they can use against Republicans and not and avoid the issue at the same time.
3: And it's interesting (laughs) because they're blown away that I didn't think I was going to be there. And, you know, what they try to do is that they try to what they try to do is that they try to break you. And that's the problem. You can't you can't break and fold like fold up like a lawn chair. And it's interesting because, I mean, eight and a half hours is not it's a long time. And I spoke at in the beginning and at the end and kind of in the middle as well.
0: Wow. Well, you know, I it's my hope that uh, that this gets this these two stories get picked up. Uh, I'd love to to forward, you know, to get you some more exposure because these people, like like I said when I went on my rant a few minutes ago, um, when did it it become okay to to not allow dialogue dialogue back and forth without being so condescending? condescending, so rude, obnoxious. Talk about people who are on the edge of violence. It's not us. It is, you know, as is demonstrated by everybody that plows through Christmas pe- uh, parades, everybody that you know, burns buildings down, loots. And now, you know, it's it's illegal for them to go in and steal, you know, $1,000 in California, 750 in parts of Texas, of all places. Uh, these people, these so-called Democrats who aren't, I I would I long for the day that we have real Democrats back who believe in liberty, uh, you know. Uh, but these these fascists and these globalists, you know, they are destroying America. And thank God that there are people that stand up and and speak out. And I know you're you're a young guy, you know. And I think that the rest of us we need to take a we need to take a look at how you're, you're bravely going ahead and doing these things and, and uh, mimic it. We need to get more involved. So folks, uh, you have two great examples as to why uh, you need to get involved. And this is happening in the state of Wisconsin. I'm sure it's happening all over um, as we see on the news every day, disappointingly. So uh, what would you like to close with? What uh, what do you have for us on the,
3: so, on the outside here? You know, so on the right side and stuff. See, a lot of people think that oh, we gotta we gotta just be involved at the state level. You know, you see that like people are saying no, you gotta get at the involved state level. But so like my example on Tuesday, it's not at the state level. It's your neighbor next door that's maybe on the city council or on the village board. Right. That's where you start. You start locally, and then you go big. And then one other thing is if you are gonna if you are gonna uh, go to the capital or if you're gonna discuss situations you have to kind of do your homework or read up on it really quick and see, okay, who wrote this bill and why? And you kind of just do your homework really quick. So when you go there, you can take the shots. That's what you pretty much have to do. And then you have to, you just have to be there and just stand your ground. And another thing is that God is good at the end of the day. You know, He is a merciful God and you know He is allowing certain people to stand strong. And I believe that He's going to prevail at the end of the day. 'Cause I could've easily been arrested, actually, because um, according to them, they could have been arrested and I believe that uh, the hedge or of angels are oh, according to them, who knows? I'm just doing my I'm just doing my diligence. But I believe that uh, the Hedge of Angels were protecting me because they were a lot of anger uh, yesterday and stuff. And I don't know what they're angry about. I'm I was happy yesterday. Well actually well, I can't say that I I mean, I you
0: you saw what they're angry about. How dare you question us? We're the elite. We're you're our servants. I mean, she basically yeah. just said that to you. Yep. Of all people, okay. a black woman should know better than to treat anybody like that.
3: Yeah. And uh, but I just want to end saying, you know what, we got to continue the fight, and you know this is not—I'm not just stopping. Uh, I'm going to continue doing my homework. I'm going to continue to investigate. And a matter of fact, um, for your viewers, be prepared because I have Russian insiders, uh, people from Russia. And we're communicating right now, seeing what's happened, and trying to get information on that. That is a hard relationship to build,
0: by the way,
2: people yeah. from Russia. Yeah. So
3: be prepared. Got so I got another more information. So you're talking about that. in
0: relation to the Ukraine and everything that's going on there. Yep. Okay. Awesome. That'd be great. And of oh. course, you're always welcome back to to uh, continue the saga that is Wisconsin. And uh, oh, <laughs> I encourage. Yeah. I encourage everybody, uh, you know, whether you're in Wisconsin or not to pick up the phone, go to the Wisconsin legislature page, uh, make your voice heard. And uh, even the village of Westfield, I mean, how how dare they act like that? That's, this, this is America, you know? Uh, it's sad to see all these things going on. And I think as opposed to the viewpoint of us in Washington, D.C. as domestic terrorists and stuff, we're, you know, I was saying we are the ones that, well, we are also the ones that just want to be left the hell alone and live our lives in peace. We, we, we follow the law, if you notice, uh, you know, and, but say, having said that, we are not going to let the law go in the direction they want it to go in. So, Sazlan, thanks again, and we'll have you back for sure. All you got to do is let me know that you have more material, and we'll talk again.
3: Alrighty. Hey, thank you so much. And remember, God loves you, and I'll meet you at the finish line.
0: Amen, brother. Hopefully in Amen. a long time.